Hi everyone, welcome to this special episode, I guess we can call it a special episode, of Ronan Talks Languages. This episode I won't be getting a guest on like normal, but you can enjoy this as, let's let's say, an extra, just a, a get to know me, because I feel like I haven't really introduced myself. So I'm going to tell you a bit about my language learning story, where I started, why I started, I suppose that's a good question. Why did I decide to do the course I did in college, what course I do in college? Where did I do my year abroad? All this kind of stuff. Stuff that I think sounds interesting. It may well not be interesting to you. But if you are interested, I really encourage you to keep keep listening. And to subscribe to my Spotify, subscribe to my Instagram. Um, Ronan Talks Languages Podcast really means a lot to me. So, let's get started. So, when I was in primary school, up the road in Colester, there was an opportunity came up in fifth class to do French as an extracurricular subject. I wouldn't even call it an extracurricular subject, just a, a, you know, like one of those activities like you do tin whistle after school or you do something after school. And they got a French teacher in, I believe she was from France, but they got someone in to teach the class. I think we were doing maybe half an hour to an hour a week. It wasn't enough really to be um, calling it learning the language. It was more of a cultural introduction, cultural awakening maybe. I guess there was a few of us that took it a bit seriously. There was a few people that didn't really care. Let's just say most people didn't really care that much. And I would put myself in that position where maybe I wasn't taking it as seriously as I probably should have. I didn't see the application of French. I was like, well, I'm a I'm a nine, ten year old Irish lad. When am I ever gonna need French? Because like my parents encouraged me to learn French when I was younger because we always used to go on our holidays to to like campsites and that kind of thing. I don't think I had been to Spain until I 17. I think that was the first time I ever went to Spain. So Spain was never really a place. I know a lot of people would go to Malaga or to Marbella or to... Like, I'd been to Gran Canaria and Tenerife and that kind of thing, but never been to mainland Spain before. I think I was 17. So, French was always pushed in our household. My mom and dad, or well, my mom did, uh, did my mom did French in school. My dad did Spanish. That was young ago. I did French for fifth and sixth class. It wasn't really going well. Like, I, I knew, like, oh, bonjour, ça va. I knew all the, the basic... Um, like how to, I always knew when I was younger, I'll always remember this, I knew how to order dinner or ice cream in, in several different languages. So maybe that was it all along, I really, I was subconsciously interested in languages. I remember whenever we went to France, I always used to like order my dinner in French. So like I was always interested in the different words. But then I went into first year in school, went to CUS. I, I, I don't want to say I was unlucky with the way the French teachers were set up, it was like we had a few French teachers come and go. We almost went in between two or three of them for like the first two years. And then I eventually got settled in third year with um, Madame Plonson, who, as you could probably tell by the name, French woman, lovely woman. She is really what I have to thank for my love of the language today. Um, she is the one that opened my eyes to the possibility of like how good French can be. In first and second year, she really pushed for French exchanges. Um, and there was a connection between our school and a school down in the south of France in a place called Toulon, which is in between Nice and Marseille. And ever since then, every single time I went on an exchange in school, I went to the same school. Um, I, went, I, I went to the same place because I just fell in love with the place. I guess I guess the reason you fall in love with the place is memories, isn't it? Um, it's the reason why people go back to the same place on holidays, why someone buys an apartment in a particular area. They, they make memories there and they just love it. 
So I had Mano Ponson in third year and everything went well. I got I got my good grade in the junior cert. And then fourth year came around and I was like, okay, I need to up my game. I need to I need to start taking this a bit more seriously. So at the end of fourth year I asked if I could find an exchange partner um, who was maybe interested in doing a bit more than just a week because I kind of realized at that point a week wasn't cutting it for me. I wasn't making the progress that I wanted to to make. She found a, a kid in the school in the south of France, his name was Johan, and he ended up coming to Ireland for just over four weeks I think. It would have been the end of school in, um, in fourth year. And then in turn I went back to his house, I went back for about three and a half weeks. and. It was very, very difficult for me. That was one of the first times that I truly experienced homesickness. Every day was like, I want to come home. It was so hard, but it's probably the best thing that's ever happened to me in terms of falling in love with a language. I don't think I'd be where I am today without that three and a half week stint. As I've said in men in my other podcasts, there's a point at which you can only grow in a language and you will stall until you throw yourself into a particular situation where you have to fend for yourself. And I think that fending for myself in French was going to school through French. I was doing my subjects for, granted I only went to school for two weeks, but I was still, they considered me part of the class. I was being asked questions. I was asked to do my homework. So as far as they were concerned, I had to do the work. Obviously they were a bit more lenient on me. So yeah, that that was the first real growth experience for me in French. And then I went back in fifth and sixth year, back to France, and I had a new exchange partner actually. And every time I went back to France, it would like it would take me like a day or two to, to get back to it. And then as soon as I get back into the swing of things, it was like, okay, it's like I never left. And it got easier and easier every single time that I went back. Funny enough, I haven't been back to France since April, March, April 2016. So it has nearly been five years since I've been in France and I did a whole degree through French. How absolutely insane is that? Um, as soon as this pandemic ends, I need to go back to France and Spain immediately. So I got to sixth year and I, law was really a major thing that was on my um, on the cards for me, particularly law with French. There's a course in UCD called the BCL Matrice, um, which basically means you do two years of law in Ireland through English and then two years in France through French but those points were like insane and then global business was a new and emerging course at that time I think it was about two or three years old yet again points were like 590 and I was like I will never ever achieve that so I thought okay I'm not very I'm not a very businessy head I wasn't great at reading so my parents convinced me that law might not be the best option for someone who doesn't like to read and to be honest I'm quite thankful I didn't do it so I went for the Applied Languages and Translation course in DCU and the beauty of this course was that it allowed me to take up a new language. So I was able to carry on with my French and I took up Spanish. And honestly, I never thought Spanish would become such a big part of my life. I went into that course thinking, okay, grand, I'll just get to keep up my French. I love that language. Spanish is just something that I have to live with for the next four years and then I can forget about it. Honestly, now my favorite language out of the two would be Spanish. I've kind of lost touch with the French and I think I'd say that's due to the fact that I haven't been there in five years. Whereas Spanish, I've been there in the last two years. I've lived there. <laughs> so that's another thing I want to cover. Obviously, a great part of university life is the Erasmus. And I feel sorry for everyone in the UK who's going to miss out on this incredible experience. Um, because anyone who's been on it knows that it is just a blessing. 
and in languages course language courses we are lucky they are a compulsory part normally they're a compulsory part of our degree i was so scared for my erasmus because i was like i can't leave me mammy everyone who's irish will know irish mammy does everything for us so the thought of leaving for a year and not having my mom to do my washing do everything for me nearly it scared me so anyway i went to barcelona for my year i remember i remember the first day like flying over the plane was like it basically struck by lightning and I was like okay this is not a great start but honestly that year changed my life when I say it changed my life I'm not over exaggerating it opened my eyes to so many different things it opened my eyes to new ways of life new food new friends new possibilities for careers like I don't think I'd even be doing this podcast if I hadn't spent my year abroad because I wouldn't have experienced another culture and I'd have no say on the matter in fact, I wouldn't have met Lexi, John, like any of the other people who are coming up on this podcast. There's at least four other people who I wouldn't have met. So I have so much to thank Barcelona for, honestly. Yeah, and like ever since then, my languages have just kept going. I went back into fourth year. But yeah, and now I'm now working as a Spanish teacher in a secondary school with my mom because Irish people can't leave their mammies. So I've been so lucky to land that job. Like, I don't really know how it happened. But anyway, the plan for the next year is hopefully I'm gonna get offered my course in um, DCU for the professional masters in education. And the plan is to become a um, Spanish and French teacher. But that's that's the plan anyway. <laughs> I've discovered now over the last year and a half that literally anything can happen. But I hope this has helped you understand a bit more about my experience learning languages and maybe to understand where I'm coming from in terms of careers and languages and that kind of thing so as always if you enjoyed this podcast please be sure to subscribe follow me on instagram and if you have any questions at all about my experience or even suggestions of what you want me to talk about or people to have on or i don't know subjects to cover with people um, or even if you just want to say hi because honestly i love saying hi to people send me a message send me a dm i will talk to anyone right i'll talk to you soon